You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Philly. New York, overseas, Serbert, Ser- oh, apologize, I messed it up, uh, <laughs> and all fans. I am grateful for another week. The gang is back together, and um, and I can't wait to see the 49ers. Yes, Mo, one of our biggest fans who've been texting me and, and, and following me on Instagram, reminding me that the 49ers are still in the playoff. I can't wait for them to go down today. So it'll be, 40, it'll be 27 years and counting without a Super Bowl. And your Jimmy, Jimmy G, and I won't be derogatory, but Jimmy G will once again foil the whole plan. He'll be Scooby-Dooing again and said, it's those rotten kids again who spoiled the plan. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody? I'm definitely grateful for um, the snow. Uh, it's finally snow some, some- Real winter hit the city of brotherly love, and it's exciting because the kids having a ball with that. And I'm, and I'm also grateful that Phil gave Philly a shout out before he gave his own hometown a shout out. I know, I felt so. About that. <laughs> so shout out for Phil for always messing that money up. <laughs> um, how uh, many inches did you guys get up there? I think we got. I I don't know the official count, but I'm thinking like four to four to six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful this week. Uh, I know typically I, I like to mess with Phil and tease him, but I'm grateful this week. I, I'm watching Phil. He's taking on a new leadership position, uh, and I'm watching him thrive and, and develop and be a strong leader. So grateful to see all the hard work he's putting in and it paying off. Uh, also grateful uh, my son James this week took home MVP uh, for his league. Uh, and so we're just excited to see his development and growth. Uh, he's, he's a baller, but trying to keep him focused and concentrated, but I will prophesy and say that this man at one point will be a floor general. And I'm happy to see that because there's so few of those left in the world. That Deanna, is so dope. Deanna, I'm uh-huh. sorry. I witnessed it. I witnessed it. This dude, his son is playing well, older crowd, and he still haven't got his growth spur. And he's wow. going to the lane with ease. He's crossing out people. <laughs> he dropped 20 points in this league. And in this in the last game I saw him play, he dropped, I think, like 13 or 14, but it was not hard. It was wow. it looked like Kelvin. He was looked like Kelvin out there. <laughs> so it was great to see him play his development. And the funny part about this kid is that in practice, he'll give you H E double hockey stick. He'll go very slow. But game time, mumba. so it's great to see his development that is so dope Evan let me find out you gave birth to like KD on the low and didn't tell anybody really this kid's like AI practice practice (laughs) practice not the game not the game (laughs) I love it I love it nah that's everything um I am grateful for hello fans this is I mean you know who I am I'm Dion 
This week, I am grateful for, I'm always grateful for the same things. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for God's blessings. Um, I started a new venture this week, um, and I'll probably expound on that more next week. And so it was like a bit of a shift for me in my everyday. And so far, very amazing. So I'm thanking God for like new opportunities and for like breaking barriers that um, generally weren't there for us and us being black professionals, especially black women. So I am very, very grateful for that. Let's go ahead and jump right into our NBA show. And we're going to start with like the best, the baddest team in the land, you know, well, not lately, but we're going to start with the Brooklyn Nets. And we've been hearing and seeing things circulating about James Harden's frustration in Brooklyn. He's frustrated with Kyrie. He's mad at Steve Nash. He's not thrilled with how Brooklyn is performing. And then he came out a couple of days ago and said, I don't know where y'all getting this information from. I didn't say that. Like, who's making this stuff up? So... Um, I guess I'm going to throw it out to the guys. Does James have good reason to be frustrated? And did he even say any of this stuff? Like, who created these stories? Listen, I I have, I believe James Harden, because I don't want these Philly guys to go because they want to take my, my side chick away from me. They want James Harden. So they're going to, I'm warning you, Kelvin and Evans is just going to bolster the fact what's the currently situation happened, which is KD's out part-time, literally a quarter of Kyrie you have. We've heard reports of the, the disaster. You know, he talked about the taxes in Brooklyn. Yes, you get taxed three times. State, federal, and county <laughs> taxed. <laughs> I lived in my beautiful city of Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, Dion, too, we know about those, those triple tax, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, yes, the city, it has its beautiful places, but it's a hardcore city, you know. So he's, I think his main frustration is that he's all in and 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 he's been getting injured and the 76ers are whispering in their ear, his ear, all the stuff that he should not be focused on. James Harden, you have to understand. Yes, you could be frustrated. And I think your main frustration is on Kyrie because you know how, how, how this dude is a top 10. This dude can literally help you alongside with the number one player in the league, KD, to a championship. Literally, Kate Walk, but they all, you all have to be there. I think that's the central part of your frustration. Do not give up hope. Things going to work out. Hold on. You're closer to a championship here than you are in Philly. You go to, you go to the 76s, what's going to happen is this. You're going to be up 3-1, and the Doc River curse will strike again. Remember, we go up 3-2, and Doc River curse strikes again. And this happens six times. You have the number one player, I'm going to say a top 10 player, and yourself, which is a top 10 player yourself. You're a little injured. It's a cakewalk to the championship. This is LeBron during the Cavs year. Things is a little shaky. You stay here, you're guaranteed a championship. You guarantee a final appearance. You are a big toe, a size 16 away from reaching the NBA Finals for the first time. Well, second time, because you did with OKC. Be patient. I do agree. The coach, Steve Nash should not have been the coach. I, that's, last night game, 
he should challenge that that foul, and that showed the inexperience. So the whole problem is probably Steve Nath. I agree. He he. This is not a roster where he needs to develop. He need a development roster. This is a championship caliber roster. You need a championship coach, someone with the X and O's who have experience. So I understand your frustration, you know, and you're putting pressure on the Nets to make decisions, especially for the trade deadline, but do not go. You are almost guaranteed to a championship. You're going to ride the ship. You're going there. Once KD comes back and you get Kyrie part-time, hopefully he, he changes stance. He take the COVID pill, vaccination pill, whatever it needs to be, and y'all going to go into a championship. Please, Brooklyn needs a championship. I preferred my Knicks, but the side chicks, you, you need my championship. You, you, you need, you're not, you're, you're Rachel. You're not Leah. You know, you're, you're, you're pretty, but Leah is actually the one who had Judah, who was the who, lineage of Jesus. So I know it feels like the Knicks is Leah, but no, <laughs> you are. You got it. You have, you have the key. You're going to deliver the championship. We get it, Phil. We get it. Well, it's for us to hold on. <laughs> be strong. Things are going to work out. You start preaching. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, the truth is, uh, you know, we can't go by the reports. Uh, everybody knows that. We can't even go by with James Harden and saying out of his mouth either, either way. I feel like um, these reports may be getting dropped and leaked from uh, our GM, Daryl Morey, um, in Philly, trying to start some stuff in uh, Brooklyn. And uh, it might be working because Anytime that's being talked about, it's going to be on their heads as far as like coaching staff and maybe the other players that's hearing these reports. So everybody's trying to figure out there's some truth to it. I mean, for me, I don't even care as a Philly fan. Um, if Harden comes, of course, it'd be, it'd be good for us. But I just, my concern more, mostly is just getting some help for him. Be, uh, he's playing like this best basketball in his life. And I figure around this year he would. So whoever we can get, um, it'd be great. But as far as James Hart is concerned, I don't know if the reports are true or not. He seemed like um, Brooklyn probably is not the place that he thought it would be. You know, just watching body language and hearing interviews, he doesn't sound excited about being in Brooklyn. So, you know, who knows? But James Hart is, you know, he got a few, he got a few years on the shelf left himself. So we'll sh we shall see. So um, interesting thing. I, I think the reports are actually true. Um, and here's why. So one, here's Woj from Brooklyn ownership. It says, Brooklyn ownership management have repeatedly asked James Harden if he's happy. He's assured them he is. But it's all good to the but. He also says Brooklyn has to win for everything to remain on track down the road. In essence, what, what Harden is saying is that this is an audition, and I'm going to take my talents to South Philadelphia if y'all don't get this thing together. Secondly, why I think there's a lot of fire to the smoke is because uh, the report came out, I believe it was Friday evening, that teams around the league are going to file a tampering um, case against the Sixers if they land James Harden, which says that around league circles, it is kind of understood and believed that James Harden has his eyes set on Cameroon, Africa because of the great play of Joel Embiid, uh, believing that they will be a dynamic duo. Now, I will say this. It is not my preference as a Sixers fan to have James Harden. My preference is to go after Bradley Beal this offseason because of years 
and 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 you know you look at Harden it's like sometimes like looking at Santa Claus you just see like his body's breaking down you see he's putting on that weight you see all these hamstring issues I, I, and to be honest uh you know Ben Simmons is going to show up in the playoffs but the concern for me is we already know James Harden ha- has a sketchy history in clutch time in the playoffs uh but we what we don't know is that uh if he's going to be healthy come playoff time. And while Phil likes to talk about the Doc Rivers curse, I want to bring something very clear to uh, this conversation that's not being had. Outside of Golden State, how many times did Katie go to the finals? Once. Once. That was a Outside young Katie. being paired with LeBron James. Where are you going with this? How deep did Kyrie Irving go to the, in the playoffs? What, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is Brooklyn is loaded with a bunch of clowns who choke the stroke in the playoffs. No. You have the clown no, choke on the three-point line that costs them the cancer No. You have Kyrie who's smoking something and it's not the COVID vaccine. This is a dumpster fire. And you got white privileged Steve Nass who's coaching them to a to disaster. And Phil is talking about Doc Rivers. I guarantee if Doc Rivers was on Brooklyn, y'all would have a championship already. No, we would yeah, Take him, please. Take him, please, Deion. 3-1. Like, yes, 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 yes. Fight, fight Phil's battles, Deion. Fight I, battles. No, I was following you with everything, and I was rolling, and then you said KD, and then you associated him with clownness, and now, no. Absolutely not. Because guess what? If Katie woke up tomorrow and was like, hey, I'm going to go to Philly, y'all would be out here celebrating in the street. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Sorry, Katie. He really didn't mean these comments about you. He meant Harden. Go ahead. So thank you, Dion. All I'm going to say is this. We have facts. We have record books. Do you believe that when Doc Rivers had a 3-1 lead, 3-2 lead, I think, 3-1 lead in Orlando, was that a championship to contender team? Oh, no, that wasn't a championship team. Okay. How about, and we had this discussion, and I'm going to end this. Any of the, uh, any of the Clippers team he had under his ring, you believe any of, one of those was not a championship team? Mind you, they believe so. End of this, end of case. We're talking about Brooklyn here, though. But anyway, uh, I think we talk about clown. (laughs) He's talking about Katie Bozo's shoes. (laughs) 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 That brother is a size 18, yo. I don't even know how he makes three boy shots, man, with them big feet, man. (laughs) (laughs) I got some dogs on me, but goodness gracious, 18. Oh my! And look, I can't even argue that. And Phil, lest we forget, Katie and Westbrook being a three-one and blowing it. But I'll digress. Once, not I mean, not three times, and three-two, three times means means six times. A couple of times was for the conference championship and in the finals. End of discussion. Continue. <laughs> And listen, you can't really make an argument where Westbrook is like involved because anything can happen, including losing, including missing backboards. Like anything is possible when when Westbrook is involved. Somebody said when he makes a switch, he actually meant to hit the backboard. I, I, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. So I think, I don't know. James Harden said these comments weren't true. So I'm, I'm a ride with that. I'm just in denial. So yeah, he's fine. Everything is great. Um, when KD comes back and when Kyrie, I'm not sure what's happening with Kyrie right now. Like I'm very confused, but when Kyrie gets some common sense, Harden will be fine again. He'll be all smiles. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about this right now. As far as the future, I say let's wait and see how the season kind of plays out, where we are later in the season, and then we can start undigging these Philly speculations and um, go from there. Let's transition um, and talk about, well, backhandedly the All-Star game. Um, The NBA has selected their NBA starters and um, for the All-Star game, um, the Heat, Miami Heat in the East, Phoenix Suns in the West, they are both in first place. Congratulations to them. Um, and they have no All-Star starters. And the question is, with two first place teams obviously playing decently um, this year, should they feel a way that they have no representation um, in the All-Star game. And before we go forward with that, I just want to um, let our listeners know, uh, if you don't know who the captain is for the East, it is uh, Kevin Durant. So go ahead. Should the Heat and Phoenix, should they feel a way about not having representation in the All-Star game? Well, I would say, go ahead. Oh, I would say, um, no, uh, because, I mean, the person who would start in the All-Star game is not Draymond Green, but the, but the Warriors, wait, oh, the Suns, the Suns, sorry, 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 the Suns, forgive me, I, for a second I thought it was the Warriors, I forgot they, they blew it. Um, should they feel a certain type of way? I think Suns should, because this is the continued disrespect of Devin Booker. Yeah. Um, now, the Heat, the Heat, everyone knows the Heat aren't a real first-place team. They kind of like, you know, Brooklyn got injured. Um, and Katie got injured. You know, Kyrie's a part-time player. But they were the first first seed for a while. And then Chicago was the number one seed for a while. But no one really believes in the Heat or um, or or the Bulls. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the reality with those two teams. Kind of reminds you of the old Memphis teams. They, they're like, they grind it out, but they don't really have uh, and Bulls have Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan's playing great. Um, but it's like the Heat are like pretenders to me. They're like really like a fourth or fifth seed in the East. So the Heat, no, they got what they deserve. Uh, but if I am Phoenix, you know, it's a shame. It's a travesty. I don't know what Devin Booker has done to make people not like him. But for whatever reason, they just refuse to give this man his respect. So that I would take issue particularly with that. But for sure, I believe Devin Booker, possibly Chris Paul, but I believe Devin Booker, possibly Chris Paul, um, will be on the All-Star team. Well, I seen, <clears throat> I looked, I looked up the, the articles to check out um, comments coming from that from that team. When we talk about Phoenix Suns. 
<clears throat> and it said that Booker was fine with it, and I think he should be. I don't, I don't see a snub here at all. Um, he will be an all-star this year. He'll just get voted as a reserve, um, along with his teammate Chris Paul, and I think that that'll be right. Um, but oh, he's a guard, and I'm not putting him over Curry, and I'm not putting him over Morant. So because I'm not putting him over those two, he can't start. If he was a if he was a full time small forward, uh, then we'll have an argument. But the full time small forward on that team is Miles Bridges, and Miles Bridges is definitely not getting a nod for me. Um, even though he's a quality player, but I would go uh, Wiggins over over Bridges, of course. So as far as the West, that takes care of the West down the East Coast. Miami has to have anybody for me that I would start. Um, I think Trey Young shouldn't have been a starter, but I, I, my, even my boy Kyle, I'm like, Kyle, I don't, you missed a lot of games. Your numbers is not great this year. Um, I don't see, I don't see him being able to get a start or not. And of course, you know, the fans, the fans make up most of the voting um, for your starting lineup anyway. So I see why Trey Young was picked, but I don't see nobody notable in the, in the backcourt for, um, for for Miami to get the knot. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the list. I don't think anybody was snubbed. Um, but I think you can it's maybe debatable as far as Trey Young, because I just don't think he's he's an all-star starter, just in my opinion. Well, I totally disagree. My understanding, I actually voted as a fan. And I recall, and y'all could correct me wrong, I think um Devin Booker was able to be in the front court and back court as an option. I voted for Devin Booker and, and he got snubbed and he should have been over Wiggins. I don't care his numbers. This is remember, this is not really position. This is position, positionless basketball. They don't even have a center. They just have front court, back court. You can mix and match. I think LeBron was both front court and back court. And also Devin Booker was also in that area. I believe that Devin Booker a hundred percent over Wiggins. Hands down. Yes, they should be upset. I agree. My sentiments with what everyone said thus far um, <laughs> is that um, Devin Booker, uh, everyone else is I'm good with. Devin, the Suns were first place longer, actually fighting Johnson for first place between the Warriors back and forth, literally from Christmas and on. So that is the disrespect. As for the West, LaMelo Ball. Kyrie, five point part-time Kyrie. One game Kyrie is way better than Trey Young. Five second Kyrie. James Harden should be over them. I haven't if they didn't give me the Celtics, uh uh I know um their is positionless. I know front court, back court is really well, you can play anybody the way you want, literally. You know, it's better. If they had put um what's the guard for uh the 76ers? I mean, the six for the um players. Garlands, I think it's Garlands. Yep, Garlands. Garlands. You mean for Cavs, Cavs. For Cavs, right. For the Cavs, Garlands. And, 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 and Holiday. I would take Holiday. I, I, I would take uh, um, LaMelo Ball. Trey Young team stinks. And this is, this is the, the, the annoy me. Winning got to do something. Trey Young team is 10th. He was there all season. And he gets it. LaMelo Ball plays way better than him. His team. It was as high as third place, not seventh place, still going up and down. This is 
contrastive. This is this is despicable. This is idiocy. This is unmerit. This is dis disgusting. They need to stop this. Stop rewarding people participation. Trey Young was a participant on the Hawks this year. Do not reward him from last year. He that was last year. That was last season. If we reward him for last season, he might as well put Julius Randle, you know, <laughs> for last season. Trayon has done nothing for his team this season. They currently, as of today, in 10th place. Woo. Last week, they were literally in 12th. They're riding like a five, five, uh, uh, five, six game winning streak. Yeah, congratulations. But we have guys, the Cavs, been winning all season. The Nets, all season. The Nets, all season. If you put Frank Van Bleek, he's been consistently doing it within the last month and a half. But don't give me Trey Young. No, thank you. It's, it, that's disgusting what they've done. LaMelo Ball should be upset. James Harden should be upset. Kyrie, part-time Kyrie, five seconds Kyrie should be upset. And especially um, um, the um, Cavalier player, um, Garland's, all right? He should be the biggest upset of all because he's played like an all-star. Who thought about the Cavaliers? Nobody. Levine and Ball. The Ball brothers should have been there over Trey Young. So that was discussing the East done. Not a fan of that. Sorry for my tirade and rant. All I'm going to say is I don't care that they're not represented. I think um, Evan mentioned it in his response that um, – um what did what did oh yeah like these are not well let me take the suns out of this right because i think they're like a legitimate team and oh what whatever have you but when you go to the heat we all know what the heat is right they're not legitimate contenders i don't care if they're in first place i don't care if they stay in first place we all know what's going to happen um i don't think i have seen bam or heard his name this season very much at all, right? And so I'm good with it. Um, I do think, like, why don't they like Devin Booker? Like, forget everything everyone is saying, even if, you know, the West starters are, you know, those are the great picks or whatever. But I feel like everyone hates Devin Booker, and I don't understand why. Um, but, I mean, they should just be happy that, they're in first place and keep it moving. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, all is right in the world, in my view, when KD has been selected. So I don't care what happens with anyone else. Like y'all are all toss ups for me. All right. KD is KD's not playing, right? He's hurt, right? He's hurt and he's still the captain. I mean, per, per usual, right, Dion? Hurt per usual. <laughs> Per usual, but still is the captain. So I'm like, yo, I'm good. KD could be crippled and they still going to make him the captain. <laughs> so um, I'm good with that. Oh, my gosh. Now, let us transition and go to a place that has the most classless fan bases in professional sports. And we can argue back yes, and forth about yeah. Listen, Philly, Philly. Let's go. We, we have a problem with the Eagles fan base, and it's always something with Philly 
and they're disrespectful fans. So if you guys weren't aware, the Lakers played the 76ers um, this week and you had a fan um, that was wrapped in entitled entitlement, disrespect, um, and was very racist. He kept calling Carmelo boy. He had courtside seats, so he was right there basically saying, boy, you better do this. Boy, shoot that ball. And we all know, you know, for some people, they're like, it's only boy. But if you live in America, you're Black in America, you understand the dynamics in America. It was extremely, extremely racist. Of course, Carmelo had a reaction to that. And the fan was ultimately ejected from the game interestingly enough with his black friend who was also ejected so that's a whole different dynamic piece to pull apart um so the question is how do you guys feel about what happened a lot of people you know on social media they love to pull out freedom of speech everyone had freedom of speech and carmelo should kind of expect this kind of behavior and what I want to make clear to our listeners, while we do have freedom of speech and we can say pretty much what we want to say with the exception of inciting violence, um, freedom of speech is not freedom from consequences, right? So I need people to stop conflating the argument of freedom of speech means you can do and say whatever, whenever, and everyone should just go along with it. Freedom of speech is not, they, it does not mean freedom from consequences. So with that said, that long introduction, guys, what do you guys think about this situation? Phil, you wanna go first or second? It don't matter to me. <laughs> Listen, nothing, nothing new under the sun, right? We know Philly is a disgusting, despicable, hard-nosed, disrespected city, right? They spit, throw trash cans, run on the field. They do whatever they want. Okay, you know, you know that's the fandom of them. Um, two, you don't have the right to say what you need to, to to anyone. You know, if it's basketball related, it's fine. Air ball or you're looking slow. But when you're calling people derogatory things, fans, you don't have the right to these players. And this is not the '60s. This is not the '70s. People is not gonna take it anymore. You know, the the sad part was Charles and and Shaq. You know, yes, they heard those things, but back then it was kind of like acceptable. We're in a new era. You don't have to accept those things no more. And fans and players don't have to accept it no more. And so there's, there should be a respect between the two. You know, if, when I go see the Phillies, well, I haven't seen Phillies play. You know, I know how I see my Knicks play. Yes, I booed my Knicks when they came down to Charlotte, especially uh, just before the pandemic. I saw Julius Randle, and, and that was, you know, this was. 2019, 2020 season. It'll stay on topic. Oh, okay. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> but <laughs> so, and, and and the sad part is Charles Barkley and, and, and Shaq were capping. You know, they were capping like crazy. They say, yeah, they took it, but there, there was times where and I let I'm not gonna steal the thunder. I let Allen jump in and and kind of fill in this backdrop about this history of 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 Charles Barkley. And um, Shaq, <laughs> right? So, fans, you do not have the right to say what you want to the players, especially to, especially derogatory, especially to, especially these are human beings. 
Everybody on this planet have problems. Everybody go through situation and you don't know what they're going through. Sometimes they'll, they'll give up a couple million dollars to punch you in your face. So like I tell my kids, you got to be willing to, when you do the crime, really to pay the time, everything has a consequence. And being rude and disrespectful is a consequence. They're gone, gone, gone are the days where people will, you know, turn the other cheek. All right. Philly. Oh, my goodness. You finished or you done? No, I'm not done. Okay. Especially right. your football team who jerked the Giants and should have won that game. That's what you get from say that, say that for the football episode, Phil. <laughs> now, let, now let's, let's look at this, man. Let's look at this in context, man. I, I, I didn't know which one of them, first of all, was saying what they said, right? But he said, he's standing next to a brother right next to him. If it was that white guy, he's standing next to a brother right next to him. A brother. Philly is not known for being racist. Now, this is my thing, right? We have a term in Philly we call people young boys. Young boy, young boy, young boy. So I wonder if it was a young boy that, that uh, Melo might not have liked because that's a term that Philly people use, Philly slang. You don't get away with being racist down at Wells Fargo Center in Philly. That just doesn't happen. This is not Boston. So what I think was Carmelo was a little salty because he's getting slapped in his face by the Philly reserves. The score is 94 to 78 in the fourth quarter. Now, Melo, I would figure people have been jawing at you the whole game, bro. Now, you decide to react like this at the end of the game when y'all getting slapped. I think it's because, partly because you ain't want to be getting embarrassed out there like that. You're not used to it. Uh, you especially, you don't want to get embarrassed like that to Philly because, you know, your, your roster should be better than our roster. We got Joel Embiid. That's really pretty much it. You, you got a bunch of players on your team. So it's embarrassing. So I don't know. I'm not buying a racist thing, especially in Philly, because I, 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 I mean, I don't think you get out the stadium with that type of talk, you know, Philly, Philly's dominated, you know, with a lot of, you know, pigment. So I don't think that's going to fly, fly in Philly, especially if he's standing right next to a brother with a hoodie on and the AI jersey. Like that, it just, it just don't add up to me. So I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more from that for me to buy into this narrative that's being pushed. But I think Melo was a little salty. I mean, but was he really a brother? Anybody could throw on AI jersey. I, I don't know, Alan. Yeah, that's that's, Wait, that's look, I mean, look, that's just like a, a that's just it's a hypothetical question. It's a rhetorical question. We don't know. It's a good we don't question. know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair question. I give you that. It's a fair question. But I, I but I, I just want to put that Philly's not known for that, man. I don't. You don't. You don't. You can't fly with that down down in Philly. I I know firsthand that racist stuff, and and, and maybe you're more likely to do it in the Eagle Stadium, but but and now with Wells Fargo, the Sixers play. Nobody letting that ride, man. Believe me. I mean, uh, oh, go ahead, Alan. Nah, I was just going to say just real quick, Phil could have took whatever he was about to say uh, about Charles, but I mean, I was really going to be kind of where Kenny was in his remarks. It's like, all right, but I think that now players have, they, they have more of the power what happens within their environment so they're able to kick people out now i feel like they 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 thrive off of the trash talk but when it comes to a certain line that line 
once it's crossed, uh, it, it it can it can become a problem because let's just say he did say what he said. I mean, Carmelo's a he he got a hood life in him, but he knows that he's not about to get suspended over some bum. <laughs> so so he just feels like yo, like I mean, cool, we losing. I don't think the fact that he was losing pretty much uh makes it worse i just think it it just gets to the point to where it's like yo you ain't about to be talking to me like like a little chicken head with your head cut off like nah bro you ain't about to be talking to me like that so i think ultimately like there's just certain things that you can say like heckling is one thing like i've heckled a player before but it was nothing malicious like i mean but it was a king so that don't really matter but <laughs> but I just think that it just comes to a point to where whenever like you are like having these type of engagement with players, like just understand that they're the product and without the product being there, who are you heckling at? You know what I mean? So I feel like that as fans, we need to understand. And then at the same time, players that they feel like, yo, like you crossing a line and then they'll they're letting you know, but you keep going off, they got the power to kick you out. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll just, I'll just add to that. And I, you know, I will agree with Kelvin. I am surprised at where this was. Like I would more expect that if they were playing in LA, even though LA is progressive, right. I would kind of expect that behavior there than in Philly but we have to account you got your rogue racist everywhere. Um, you know, New York City is a is a big melting pot and people are generally non-racist, right? But you have those that slip through the cracks. And it's like, I know we live in America and there are just certain things as Black people that we have to deal with. What pisses me off with fans, though, is... When they come to these sporting events, whether it's football, basketball, there's just this like sense of entitlement and ownership, right? That they display towards players. It's like, you know, I own you. I bought this ticket and that's why you get a check type mentality, right? And there's just something really nasty that comes along with that mentality that is highly problematic. And that is issue number one for me. Issue number two is, would this man say this to 6'8 Carmelo walking down the street? Absolutely right? not. Remember when Carmelo was waiting for KG at the bus? Right, <laughs> right. And, and, and so my thing is like, I hate the idea that people become empowered in spaces where they know as someone mentioned, I think it was Alan or maybe uh, Phil, where Carmelo isn't going to risk being suspended, potential criminal charges for behavior like this. But it's like, dude, you wouldn't even be empowered to do this on the street. You wouldn't be empowered to do this if, if you were in the hallway where Melo was walking back to his locker room. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, completely disgusted with the behavior from just every front it's ridiculous and it's just highly inappropriate now I don't have 
every single detail. You know, I would like to give Philly the benefit of the doubt, but it's really hard for a white man to constantly yell at a young black man calling him boy when we know that's embedded in something deeper and something much nastier than just the statement of boy per se. So, you know, it is what it is. And let me say this too, because I I feel like since it's Philly, I, I feel Neon 100% when she talk about fans in general, and I, and I and I agree, it's a sense of entitlement. But just to represent my city well, I do think this needs a little bit more investigation. You mm-hmm. sit you sit next to it's too many. It's not Lily White in that in that in that area. So too many people of color around for that to go down for Mellow to have to address it. So right. for me. I think it's a little bit more to it. And um, and I know just Philly in general, you know, like you said, it's sprinkled here and out. You can't, you can't escape the racism. But at the same time, I feel like we do a good job of policing it because everybody knows like you're going to have to closet that thing if that's what you are because people will call you out and possibly put their hands on you if you start talking like that. I'm going to the game on Wednesday. So if I would have heard something like that, I'm sure plenty of people like me is going to address it before we even get to a player or a referee, because we just not having. So far as I far as I know, the, the crowd and 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 far as you know, the whole the whole mode in Philly, we don't play that. So I want to know a little bit more before before I get into the details of it. But overall, the what you said is so true. I feel like fans, period, are entitled. Hey Kelvin, you gonna put the hands of prayer on them if if it oh, comes to that? Won't, won't be those hands, brother. Y'all gonna have to pray for me afterwards. Nah, somebody gonna get some different hands if you start talking like that. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> and 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 this conversation leads really nicely, kind of, um, you know, into the final aspect of this is. What do you guys think about Shaq and Charles' comments? And, and from what I have gleaned from the comments, it, it sounds like, in a nutshell, I'm not quoting anyone directly, it sounds like, well, you know, these things happen. People are going to say stuff. You should expect this. What's the big deal undertone? And so my question to the guys is, let us take it for what it seems on the face, I do agree. You look, I'm a lawyer. I'm all for investigating deeper, but let's take it for what it is on its face. And if these were racist comments, then what are your thoughts about Shaq and Charles' comments about, well, this should be expected. This is what happens. Why enable it? You're enabling it. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you're, at a workplace and you're trying to do your job like like I said earlier like trash talk that's normal but it comes to a point to where you're crossing that line and the line doesn't need to be crossed like I'm here to play basketball and you're here to watch us enjoy the game talk trash if you want to but you need to watch your tone at the same at the same time when it comes to like saying certain things because I mean look I said it. No, no one's going to take a suspension over that. But now players realize how much power that they have. And for Charles and and Shaq to say that, like, I understood where you grew up. However, when we look at your record, (laughs) that's cap. So cap or no cap with Shaw's. That should be the segment. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, definitely agree. Charles threw people out the, through the window, try to get at a fan. Um, and, 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 and maybe what he's saying that he's older, he can't move like he used to. And, and but Charles, bad, you didn't let it go back then. So I guess when um, um Stearns kind of um kind of had a line, hey, you can't be doing that no more. And now uh, Silver is more of a hey, we're pro player, in a sense that players have you know want to feel safe and feel um feel that they can come to a workplace comfortable. If it's basketball, like I said earlier, if it's basketball related, you know, you're trash, you hit air ball, you can't shoot, you can't anything basketball related. I understand. Even saw Lamelo, uh, I saw a clip Lamelo playing with a fan talking about the ball don't lie, and Melo Lamelo was saying no, and the fan back, you know, bantering. Okay, this is their workplace, and this is where they need to have a cap of selling alcohol. I know it's not gonna happen. They love their alcohol. It, you saw the guy. What most of these incidents. The person has a beer or several beers and they drunk and they and they're just moving going with their mouth. And I'm not saying that the beer is an excuse, but this is the concept um attached to the situation, alcohol. So the league may need I know the league not gonna give up their billion dollar sponsor, you know, so forth. So so fans gonna get continually either shape up or get kicked out. Shaq. I don't remember Shaq too many incidents in the front line with Shaq, but I know the tail end with Shaq. Um, nobody really will mess with him, but so it is what it is. So, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Kelvin. Go ahead, and I'll. So yeah, yeah. So because I'm gonna have a little controversy, right? So you're gonna have to put a bow on it. I'm just gonna play the devil's advocate a little bit, right? Um, it kind of go back to my point where I was saying that Mello was reacting like this. And I think it was circumstantial. I think it was because of the position he was at in the game. <laughs> like, I think as a player, you hear certain things when, like, you know, when it's not going in your favor. You know, I, you, you, people always getting, getting all types of people talking, crawl crate types of craziness to them. But it's crazy that you always see the reactions when a player is not playing well or when you're down a lot of points and when your team is losing. That's when people tend to respond. Not saying that it's right, but I'm saying I think that's where maybe Charles and Shaq are coming from that, you know, when you upset, uh, maybe because you're not playing well, maybe because your team not playing well, everything sticks out. Because people say stuff, that's what they do. And I know Phil talking about places of employment, this, that, and the third. Okay, I hear you, but this is this is your place of employment, and this is what you bought as being a professional athlete. People saying stuff to you, people talking reckless to you. Um, so I know what Charles and them are talking about, but I think it stings a little bit different when you're not playing to your expectation when your team is looking bad or if you're in a tough situation as a team, which the Lakers fit, check the box and all of them. Their team is struggling. Melo's not playing well, and they were getting slapped by the Sixers. So – when all that stuff is, is coming out and those ingredients get stirred, then, yeah, if I hear somebody saying something 40 feet away, like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm addressing them, you know, and, and that's typical for all the players. When things usually – I don't see people when they up by 20 going in the crowd, you know, addressing fans. I don't see that. You know, when, I, when, when, when everybody playing at the top of their game, I don't see them running and going investigating stuff. I always see it when people not doing well. So – I, that may be that's my that's my devil's advocate position. I still got a position on the other side. 
so I'll say this just just to kind of um discuss Shaq right Shaq and Charles's comments I think it's deeper than them just saying oh you know things happen should have a level of expectation um for people to say stuff people say stuff all the time I think it's dangerous, right, for them to have the platform that they have, right? We know what race relations are in the United States. I don't have to go into that. You have this platform, right? And you basically tell people, hey, it is okay to engage in this behavior. We understand that people are going to say stuff. It is no big deal. And I kind of feel like that perpetuates the bad behavior because then you have representatives, even though Charles Barkley does not represent me as a Black woman, I have made this very clear on this podcast before, he does not represent me as a Black person. I do not subscribe or agree to 90% of what he says. But you empower people to continue on because it's like, yeah, these famous people who get all this money for talking about games says it's okay. So for me, it's problematic from a deeper perspective because of the reach and the appeal. And I don't think it's sending the right messages, especially to those that need to hear what are appropriate ways to interact with other people, black people, black athletes are not. And so that's really my issue with it. It's almost like this rubber stamps of bad behavior, like, oh, well, it happens. Just because it happens, it, it don't mean that it's okay. So let me say that um, professional sports, not, not just professional sports, sports is an arena of dehumanization. I mean, let, let's even think about how the draft is uh, set up, right? You know, you bring these athletes, they come in, they perform, they are shipped down to their bodies, they're greased up like they're going to the auction block. Now it's accepted and it's normed, but it is one of the most dehumanizing uh, spaces because unfortunately, you know, oh, let me see how big Kelvin's hands are. Let me see uh, his girth. Let's see how much weight he can put on. You're looked at only from a bodily perspective and they're concerned with how you'll represent the institution. So they're concerned about your character to that extent as well. So um, Charles Barkley has gone on record to say he doesn't get on social media because he doesn't want to hear a bunch of dumb people who think their opinion matters. And the reality is that tells you all you need to know about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley would react the same way if he was in the same situation as Melo, being frustrated, overweight, and not being playing at the level he once did and hearing some guy call him boy. And I'm sure players get called much worse things. And I think that, um, honestly, I appreciate what Melo did. I appreciate, you know, I don't love Russell Westbrook, but, you know, uh, I remember, I know a couple of years ago, he was getting given the bird by a fan. And Russell Westbrook engages with fans because he's kind of tired of being treated like a product. Kevin Durant, you know, even last year when he was sitting on the bench, mind his business, and all of a sudden the Sixers start saying F, FKD, FKD. He's like, yeah, what am I doing? Like, why is this happening? And so the reason why sports is so 
unfortunately, be, it, it's not that sports is racist, but in a racist society, uh, racism is amplified during sports is because we look at these people as superhumans or subhumans who have supernatural abilities based on racial characters from slave racial caricatures from slavery that believe that we're supernatural so you know um we get mad we call them names when they aren't doing what we want them to do and the actuality is some of these guys are going through things sometimes there's a lot going on in their lives there there's pressures being put on them and this happens at an early age au and beyond where people are treated like products and not as people. And that's why professional athletes have to be selective with their company. They have to be selective with who their friends are because eventually even their own communities, people try to use their money to get things from them. And a lot of them are taken advantage of. And so, you know, Shaq, let's be honest, Shaq is one of the most sensitive people in sports. Shaq is always like defending his legacy. Like, bro, you were a great player. No one's taking that away from you. But he's always taking shots at guys um, and I will say, and this is a completely biased statement, his statements on Ben Simmons were completely justified, but anyway, move, moving forward, um, you know, the issue boils down to if you, if Melo was not a personal athlete and he's walking down the street, do I think that white boy is going to be calling that man boy? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I said. Yep. Ain't, ain't no way that's happening. Yep. A six, eight, 240 pound specimen you're gonna call him boy no, no. Young, young boy young boy <laughs> boy get over there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ain't he no way philly slang he was using philly slang <laughs> oh, oh you saying ball he, he look, yeah, look he, ball. <laughs> he tried and and failed but let me let me say this let me say this real quick and this kind of goes back to the last segment you know who I blame for all this? Father Time. Because Father Time took out LeBron for knee soreness, and all of a sudden they're getting smacked, and he's not playing. LeBron's playing. I highly doubt this happens. <laughs> That's where to blame. I'm blaming Father Time to lead up to all this. <laughs> Please don't take me serious when I say that. I'm just messing around. Please. <laughs> Kyle, I'm about to get canceled. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? You can't cancel someone you don't know, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's the crew is coming after you. Oh my god. You gotta say that louder, Phil. I couldn't hear you. I'm not getting canceled. <laughs> you can't cancel me, man. It didn't cancel me last week for what I said about Grayson Allen. I'm still here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, it's just like some weird, some weird dynamics. And like, you know, you guys are from Philly growing up in Brooklyn, you know, behavior like that just don't fly. It just don't fly. Like people will floor you for less, you know? So I guess that's just what it is to live in 2022 we're in the 2020s and we're still like dealing with these undertones and like Evan pointed out especially our athletes especially our athletes and he brought up a really good point the way the draft is structured is no different than the slave blocks it's really the same kind of thing um so it's you know it's very unfortunate. I hope that fan gets whatever he deserves. 
Oh, he was uh, banded definitely from the Wells Fargo Center and from the Sixers. Uh, good. Which one, though? That's the problem. That's a good question. I'm not sure which one. Which one? One got suspended and one got banned and, uh, indefinitely. Permanently? Okay. Well, that's good. It's You know, I'm, I'm glad to see now that at least, you know, in this instance, franchises are, are taking kind of, um, you know, stiffer actions. Um, like, a lifetime ban, though. Huh? Grayson Allen needs a lifetime thing. He's a fan on the court. Um, For real. Trash. Complete trash. We still didn't forgive you for what you did last week. Um, so, yeah. Yep, it is what it is. Well, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.